This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to You Should Watch, a genre recap podcast. I am Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Show Ray Bohannon. Hey, Joe. Hey. <laughs> Ma'am, we are back for another season. We picked up a new show. She's on Netflix Classic. We're talking Black Summer, folks. I'm excited for this one because neither of us had seen it and I mm-hmm. knew nothing other than the name and it's on Netflix. Yeah, you were telling me off mic you didn't even know this was zombies. No, and it's really funny because when it opens, I was like, this is giving me like the Dawn of the Dead remake vibes. Mm-hmm. And so- <laughs> I mean, it's ironic that you say that because they were filmed in the same place. Oh, no, they were not. Dawn of the Dead was filmed in Toronto. This was filmed in Calgary. So both places I have lived. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they're following you, Joe. (laughs) Oh, my God. The zombies, they're following me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we dig into the show, tell me about your relationship with zombies. You are pro- I am very pro-zombie. I okay. I love a good zombie movie. I think that they are one of the more slept-on subgenres lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would love a resurgence. And so I'm very happy we accidentally <laughs> pulled a zombie number. <laughs> uh, see, that's interesting. I feel like I'm a little bit more Debbie Downer on them than you are. I definitely got hit by the zombie craze where it was just, oh my gosh, how do I get away from these creatures? I need something different something fresh so i'm open-minded i'm interested but this wasn't an automatic slam dunk when i realized oh okay it's a zombie thing yeah so i also recently just did the full night of the dead franchise like all of them Mm -hmm. were there and i never saw them in order i'd seen bits and pieces of stuff after the first two and so i was like let me do the whole romero shebang Mm -hmm. and so it feels right on time to go from that to (laughs) zombie series (laughs) again you can't plan these things (laughs) i mean life finds a way the zombies find a way the zombies find a way So, folks, this is how it's going to work. We're going to talk about Black Summer one episode at a time. So we're kicking things off with episode one titled Human Flow. And, Sheree, I'm not sure if you clocked who the main director of the series is or not. I didn't because I'm always afraid to Google. (laughs) Fair. I was actually very worried I was going to spoil myself. But, uh, yeah, the majority of the episodes are directed, and this one included, by John Himes, and if the name kind of sounds familiar, he did that great female survivalist thriller Alone from a couple years ago, as well as Kevin Williamson's Sick from earlier this year. Oh, so we've definitely seen his work. Mm-hmm. He's very well known for directing high-octane, thrilling action sequences within horror. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can see it in particularly the bathroom one-take sequence with Spears in this episode. Yes. So the guy who is being arrested and he's contesting the charges and then he kills the military guy in the bathroom. I was like, oh, this is classic John Himes. Listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen. It all makes so much sense now because it, it definitely 
does things that we don't normally get to see as far as narrative goes. Mm-hmm. Um, because any other, I feel like any other show or any other movie right now would be like, we need at least an hour of the back trauma before we can get into the shenanigans. <laughs> and this is like adrenaline and stress right out the gate. Um. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I, I definitely was weary with the opening. So folks, this is a Jamie King fronted show and joy is the opening title card that we get. So the episode is broken down by characters. I think there's five or six of them. And Joy's story is the one that opens it. And it's very like, we're hiding from zombies. We're waiting for the military to save us. Oops, my husband can't get on the truck. And then he turns. And I was like, oh, fuck. We have seen this a million times. And if it doesn't get more fresh and exciting than this, I'm going to be bored. (laughs) I will say, I was like, we're doing this really? Because... Mm -hmm. So I'm not a maternal person. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to come in with this. I was like, you leave that kid behind. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Right? Right? Because she puts the kid on the truck and then she's like, let me stay on my husband who's bit. And I'm like, you knew this wasn't going to work out, girl. You knew this was over once he got bit. Why are we still pretending we're all going to be a happy family? A hundred percent. If you really like that kid, get on the fucking truck. Your husband will understand. People always try to play this off as, oh, you know, like, I can't let this person who's sick and dying go. It's like, it's the apocalypse. You let that fucking person go. Listen, clearly his expiration date was coming because five minutes later he was trying to eat her. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, for whomst? For why? I don't <laughs> understand. You seem smarter than this. Why are you like, my zombie husband's different from everybody else's zombie husband? Like, yeah. Like you're trying to pack your near zombie husband onto a truck bound for the stadium, which is apparently a survivor refuge. Bitch, you are the danger. <laughs> I just, I don't know. And maybe it's supposed to be a commentary and we'll get there in the next episode or something. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, what is this? What is this? For whomst? Again, there's <laughs> no way I'm trying to the party with a zombie. Like, mm-hmm. however close we were, they're dead or will be in the next five minutes. And so I need to go ahead and get on with my life. I... <laughs> Yeah, Joy's got some explaining to do as I mean, I don't know if we would call her the lead character because she and I guess Spears get the most screen time like their sections are the longest. So I'm assuming that they're going to default be our protagonist. But as a leading lady, I mean, I don't mind Jamie King. I think she's a fine actress. She often doesn't really get to do much in the roles that I've seen her in. But I was like, Ugh, this character has some explaining to do. So much because I I want to root for her, but she hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> so no, I, just, I need her to make smarter decisions. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, who are you, Rose? Why are you this way? Is it Rose or Joy? I have Rose. Yes, you are right, and I apologize. I've been confusing the character's name. It is Rose. So uh, you know what? I'm here all week. Tip your bartender. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So do you do you want to kind of walk through this bit by bit? Like we start with Rose, we move to Ryan, who is played by Mustafa Alabsi. This was a tricky one, because I feel like we don't really get to know anything about this character, except that he's traveling with a Korean woman named Sun, who is played by Christine Lee. And it makes me sad because I love the idea of having deaf representation. That's something we don't 
always get when we start doing zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. things. And I love this duo because she is constantly like, no, we're running. No, you need to come with me. And right. <laughs> she she's doing what she can. Um, they have an adventure because like walking in on whatever they walked in on in that house, I was like, mm. questions, comments, and concerns. Um- <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this introductory episode is really setting the stage of this world. Like we're not explaining how the zombie outbreak happened. We're not talking about how the military got involved. We're basically in a suburb where people have been waiting for this pickup and shit goes down. People have to scatter and we're just following a bunch of different people. So this is basically just, you know, an hour or two in the life of people hiding in the suburbs. But we're getting these little glimpses of indelible horror imagery And they just, yeah, these two characters walk into a house. It's a family being held at gunpoint with hoods over their heads. And the guy just tells them, get the fuck out. And I was screaming. Mm -hmm. I I want more time with Ryan and son. But unfortunately, they fall trap um, to what's about to happen to like the next two characters where we Mm -hmm. have so much with Rose and so much with Spears that everybody else is kind of an afterthought. Yeah, which is a bit wild because this episode is still 44 minutes. Like you and I were checking out the runtime. It's one of the factors that kind of played into our decision to cover (laughs) the series. Eight episodes. Some of these episodes are shorter in terms of runtime. But this one's a full 44 minutes. And I feel like I barely get to know Rose and Spears. We barely get to know anybody. But we, we spend the most time with those two. So I'm thinking something specific about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you were saying, they're probably our central characters. But yeah, we meet all these cool people along the way, but we only get like a couple seconds with them or like a couple minutes with them. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I want more. Yeah. And I'm sure that we're going to get it, right? I mean, part of this is that first episode we're introducing a bunch of different people i'm assuming based on the way the episode ends that we're gonna break the group kind of into two so then we might get more face time with some people and then maybe the next episode after that you'll get the other half or something like that because so much of this first episode is zeroed in on one person like literally Mm -hmm. it's rose it's spears it's ryan it's barbara We're really just getting a taste of each of those people, but I'm sure we're going to flesh out each of them individually. Same, because when they finally started to meet up at the end, I got very excited, but then it was over. Literally. (laughs) I was like, okay, we're kicking this in. You know, it felt like the episode had kind of run its course, but then the episode literally just ends. (laughs) I was like, but we just met. Can we have just a few seconds? Maybe it's because we're so used to living in the day and age of Netflix series where it's 59 minutes, it's 106. Like, this felt long, but also it's only, quote unquote, 44 minutes. Yeah, I think it's also just the streamers are used to us binging things, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason I love this podcast is because we have to slow down. (laughs) We have to think about what could be happening next. I can't just be like... I took away a whole day and I did it and I know everything and I might have missed some stuff, but I've seen it all. It's like, you got to really sit with it for a day or a week, however long between recordings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Ryan definitely don't really feel like I know much about. Sun, interesting. I'm curious to know whether she does speak English or if she can only speak broken English or if it's like mostly Korean and... And that's going to be it for the rest of the season. 
I would also just love to see a character who pretends that she doesn't speak English to see what mm-hmm. people are saying and doing because you can't trust people. Yeah, because part of the foundation of this narrative is definitely maybe don't trust everybody you run across because not all the survivors are very nice. As we see with our next person we meet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this would be Barbara, played by Gwyneth Walsh. And I don't know, Sheree, I was just like, if you're going to act like a fucking idiot, then maybe you deserve to be carjacked because this guy was sus from the word go. Thank you. I was like, girl, if you don't put your foot to the pedal, because Mm -hmm. I don't know her backstory. I don't know where she's coming from. I am. I appreciate that her session takes place entirely in a car because that's claustrophobic on top of all the other stress this Mm -hmm. episode is giving. Yep. But also to pull over for some rando and you know you can't trust him. You're telling him you can't trust him. And then Mm -hmm. you almost get carjacked, but some rando saved you at the last second. Yeah. I mean, the minute that he asked her, are you traveling alone? Do you have a family? The minute he mentioned he has a family and I'm like, sir, where are they? You are a liar. Right? I was like, why are we still here? And I was like, maybe she's just giving up. And she's like, it's my time to go. End me down. Take me to the king. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because she seemed smart. And then... She seemed smarter than she got real stupid. And I don't know if that's just like, we need this to happen. Whoopsie. <laughs> or, or if there's something else here. But I, I need to know more. Because I, I get some people are people people. And so perhaps she doesn't want to travel alone anymore. And like brave mm-hmm. this. But I don't think you should risk it for the first guy on the street. Well, when he asks her, are you Christian? And she answers, yes, I thought she was playing along because she didn't trust him. But after the fact, I came to realize, oh, I think she really is Christian. And we're meant to read all of her her reasoning behind these interactions as, oh, it's because she wants to believe the best in people. She didn't want to think that this Ben guy was going to hijack her. And that is another thing that sends me as far as tropes go, because mm-hmm. I'm not the most religious person. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> but I, I sometimes wonder if the Christian peoples do get the, you have to be the most gullible fool on the show rap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's more interesting to have them be like, I believe in whatever I believe in, but also I know humans. Yeah, I mean, I've known plenty of religious people, and just because they have faith doesn't mean that they inherently believe in the goodness and humanity of everybody. Like, they're not they're not blinded by their faith to a degree that they can't operate in the world. And maybe this is, oh, well, it's a completely different world, and we haven't all learned how to negotiate or live in it yet. But my initial impression of Barbara was, girl, you need to get a fuck ton smarter if you're going to live through this show. Exactly. And because we live in a post-Walking Dead world, I have to mm-hmm. wonder if she's on the Carol arc. Right. Ooh, you know what? I would love that for her. Same. Because this was a bad introduction. And I was like, Barb, um, we need to talk. <laughs> Barb, why are you acting like a dumb Karen right now? <laughs> right. This is not Amityville Karen, Barb. Get it together. Oh, jeez. Um. How dare you? How dare you, ma'am? <laughs> Yeah, but I'll I'll co-sign on the fact that most of this sequence being shot from her position in a car, so it's either we're in the car or we're around the car, 
it did feel claustrophobic and I did keep waiting for her to either try to fight within the car or drive away you know even when she ends up getting kicked out and he's like I'll punch you in the face you dumb bitch I was like oh okay woo but I love that we just see him getting punched in the face himself off screen almost like we don't really see who's doing it and she just climbs into the back of the car and then we'll see the car pulling away later and I don't know I thought it was a nice tease it was it was as much as I rolled my eyes I I did enjoy that section and Mm -hmm. that's how I know this is the right show for me we did good Jill (laughs) (laughs) okay so the next one is Lance this is a character played by Kelsey Flower and you would be forgiven for not knowing who the fuck Lance is because we're actually following his teenage girlfriend or some other girl so um (laughs) during ryan's sequence at one point he comes out of a house and he sees a girl who's been hit by a car we heard the car crash off screen because this is happening non-linearly so when we get to lance's section we get to see these two kids who are standing in the street the girl gets hit the guy runs off i don't know if this is meant to be lance or not but then we follow her as she dies And then she turns and then she starts chasing people and she gets shot and then she runs after some pair of guys, eats one of them, and the guy who runs away is Lance. I'm not it's gonna, hella confusing. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. This was just chaos for chaos sake, and I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it because I did not see her getting hit and run. I did not see that coming. I was like, we're going to argue. We're going to do some stuff. And then the car took her down. I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. And the people who, like, interact with her. And then, like, oh, no, we got to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And then to watch her turn in real time and immediately hop up and just go for it. I had no notes. I just sat there (laughs) with my drinking hand being like, what is happening? (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. I mean, I definitely anticipated her getting hit by a car because I think by this point in the show, I had figured out that things were happening out of order. So I remember seeing the car accident in one of the earlier sections, but it was pretty interesting to watch her like. I don't know this actress's name because I couldn't really find it in the credits for fear of spoiling myself, but watching her die as we stay on her and then she flips over, she vomits up a bunch of shit. And then, you know, I really liked how Himes changes the camera work. So it gets kind of blurry and fuzzy. She starts growling and then we follow her. And I thought, wow, when was the last time our POV or the character that we're really following was a zombie like usually we're following the people trying to escape from them it made me want more and i hope we get to do that a little bit more and not too much where it becomes gimmicky mm-hmm. but just because it's exciting and it like breathes in a breath breath of fresh air. wow it <laughs> it breathes in a breath of fresh air there we go oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> And we need that because, again, as much as I'm pro-zombie, a lot of it has been done to death. Mm-hmm. If you've watched a few, you've probably watched them all, unfortunately. Exactly. Why I love when people make it exciting and new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was definitely novel. I agree with you. I don't know that I want to get, like, I don't want an episode like this, but it was fun in terms of just shifting the perspective and offering us something a little bit different visually particularly since this is near the end of the episode when a lot of the rest of it 
you know, I wasn't a huge fan of this sort of desaturated look where all the color has kind of been washed out of this. So it just feels very gray, very maudlin. It was helping to set the tone, but visually it got a little tired over time. Yes, I'll give it that. Like, I kind of wish we could do something a little bit different for each of these characters. Mm-hmm. Not even so drastic that it becomes a whole moment, but just something to where it's like, okay, we're in that moment or we're in that part of the past or right. I don't know. And maybe they'll figure it out because sometimes things shift after the first episode, even for sure for shows like this. Yeah, I was intrigued by that as well, because even distinguishing these characters by chapter heading... It felt a little gimmicky. And I was wondering, okay, are we going to continue to do this? Or are we just going to say like, okay, this episode, we're following this group of people? Or are we going to continue to do it in a nonlinear fashion? So it it's intriguing, because it sets up certain expectations. And now I need to know, what does episode two look like? Same, same, because I'm here for it. And I have the questions, I have the comments, and I want to know more. And I also want to see what they learn because this is mm-hmm. a two season situation and so right. whatever mistakes that they continue to make this season <laughs> could <laughs> be potentially fixed by the next season um or yeah. you never know and i'm also excited as usual to see who makes it into the zombie party because mm-hmm. not everybody can make it it's not the no. core four no if, if everyone makes it it's not a very compelling show because that means that there's no stakes hypothetically mm-hmm. but yeah i mean presumably spears and or rose are going to make it i'm pretty sure rose is going to make it oh, yeah. uh if only because i've seen the season two art but i'm also curious because i know that part of the show will take place in the snow it, it was one of the ways that it was sold to me by people back in the day when the show debuted and i was like oh no what if it doesn't go to the snow until season two <laughs> I want the snow. We never I want get... the snow. Zombies in the snow. We never get that. We deserve zombie snow. I, it's all I want for Christmas. Like <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas. The zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, folks, we recognize that uh, I think dead snow is literally the prime example of that. I still need to see that. I'm a bad zombie movie watcher um just you know be a typical american and blame on blame it on the fact that it's like partially in german oh yeah because it's nazis so yeah um that's definitely (laughs) not something that's going to be streaming everywhere too is that what that means because people in america just don't enjoy the reading and so right (laughs) (laughs) actually you know what i don't know either so i don't know if it's people speaking english with german accents or actually german so i'm sure we're gonna find out when this episode drops (laughs) don't hate on us folks someone will always (laughs) tell me when i'm wrong (laughs) oh yes don't worry a man will come along to tell you you're wrong (laughs) it'll be like well shirai I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shiraz, if that is your name. Listen, where are you from again, Shirley? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is some white nonsense right there. Okay, so our second last section is dedicated to Spears. And I will not lie, this is when I was feeling that 44 minute runtime up until the aforementioned bathroom sequence, which made the whole thing totally palatable i feel like and i know that spears and rose are bookending this but i feel mm-hmm. like spears should have come before some of the other more exciting things oh, okay mm-hmm. because he's giving us a thriller and yeah i have questions i want to know what he knows how much he's lying about but sure. also 
we just saw a girl turn and chase after her boyfriend and we just saw people getting carjacked and all these other things mm-hmm. and so i'm just like this isn't doing it until they get to the bathroom like okay fine yeah like <laughs> all is mostly forgiven but not quite because this is just too much screen time to a thing that i figured out maybe 10 seconds in like i immediately knew that he was either innocent and not guilty and these were just you know bad army military guys or you know when he was not in uniform and we had seen him rescue rose at the end of her segment i was like oh he's clearly killing this dude and he's going to take his uniform and guess what both those things are true yeah i feel like it would have been cooler to maybe inverse him and rose Mm -hmm. and that way we see what happens there and then we like sort of work our way backwards to stuff that happened in between I actually don't know if that makes sense even. Because this timeline again. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that it gives it all away because we're we're waiting for it. And you're like, oh, there it is. That's how mm-hmm. it happened. And so it takes away because it's not like it's a bad acted moment. It's not like it's yeah. like poorly written. It's just it's not in a spot that helps it shine. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if this guy is in fact our other co-lead, Justin Shoe Carey, I think he's fine. You know, I don't know anything about Spears because that's not even his real name, but he's listed as Spears for the rest of the season. So that's what we're going to call him. But this is an intriguing introduction. It's just considering how short a time we spent with other characters to spend so much time with this guy without really giving us too much insight into who he actually is. It felt like the whole purpose of this segment was, ooh, twist, he's not actually Spears, and then let's give you a really good action set piece. And those last two things definitely deliver, but up until then, I was just like, why are we dragging our feet on this? It's kind of dull. Exactly. And I'm hoping they correct that and give him something so substantial the next episode. Mm -hmm. Because like, it's not fair that he gets probably one of the most uninteresting because again for all the reasons we just listed it's probably the most uninteresting section definitely Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be because there's stuff there but like it's stuff that again we just we were expecting and we knew Mm -hmm. so we were like give it to us we can go on yeah i think in hindsight the most interesting thing is when he rescues rose by shooting her husband patrick 18 billion times Mm -hmm. without doing a headshot okay (laughs) but then she hugs him and he hugs her back and i was like oh okay you know like when you don't know that he's maybe a civilian or that he's actually a good guy it feels weirdly intimate right like a very human moment which is unexpected and it kind of makes sense now that we know a bit more about him but that was also the high point of him for a character for me I'm not going to lie. When she hugged him, I was like, did your mister just save you from your husband? Because if so, drama. (laughs) It was it was like, do you two know each other? Is there more to unpack here? So I am very curious if we go into episode two. I want to know if they know each other from before now. Same. And if it could be something messy like an affair, I would also love that. Ooh. mm -hmm. Because that was what I thought when she hugged him. Because I was like, um. Yeah. You know this man, um, yes. and you know him well. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought the exact same thing. I wasn't sure if it was an affair or if it was just a friend. But yeah, I mean, this is a weirdly tantalizing mystery that I'm eager to get unpacked. Same, same. 
because if we can have zombies, adrenaline, anxiety, stress, and an affair, mm-hmm. that's a five-star show for me. That's all I've ever asked for. There we go. There we go. So we have one final segment. It's not character-based. It's called The Checkpoint. And this is basically where we see the stadium is on the other side of a bridge, presumably. But the gate and the bridge have been locked by soldiers who have no interest in opening it because their orders are, nope, nobody else gets through. Sun pushes her way through. The others follow. They burst down the gate. They get through. And... We briefly get to see a moment where Sun catches up to Barbara and mystery person who saved her. She gets in the car and the van drives away, leaving the rest of the characters. I think Ryan may have also gotten into the car, but I don't know. He got left. It's one of those things where you're like, I don't know the characters well enough to even identify them by name yet. So I don't know who's in which group. I only know he got left because when Rose says you can join us, he does Mm -hmm. the sign for thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because we're not using names, like if I hadn't caught that hand gesture, I would be like, which one was that? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know what I just realized? If we get a substantial Ryan episode or part of an episode, we could do it entirely without sound. I would love that. I've seen a horror short that actually does it where it's like you follow deaf people during a zombie apocalypse. I want to say it was Chet Shepard, but I might be wrong. That sounds about right. Because, I, again, I love when we have people with disabilities in the mm-hmm. genre because representation is bad for all of us. Um, I'm, I know I'm speaking to the choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both have 90 shows each uh, where we basically <laughs> get to say that weekly. <laughs> <laughs> who us no right? um but like that that's when it's even getting less screen time mm-hmm. um and when we do get it it's usually like a blonde girl who's very petite and i'm just like but there's other people out here like mm-hmm. i i will settle for final boy i will settle for anybody but we have to being like intersections are real and yes. sometimes the intersection is the intersection of disability Yeah, and particularly if it forces creatives to up their storytelling game to say, okay, how would someone with a disability survive in this world? As opposed to just making it like, oh, their disability is a disadvantage. It's like, how can it be an asset? How does it change the way that they function or move through it so we can tell new and different stories? Exactly. Like, I I have a very checkered past with A Quiet Place. Mm -hmm. But part of the draw for the first one was because we had um, a girl who was deaf as our lead and so and gain is here use that as a superpower because she finds out that her thing is the thing that like upsets the monsters and i love those kind of things again i wish it could be more intersectional but like john is not listening to me Um. (laughs) 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 and so it would be very cool if this world opens up and we see other people with disabilities and other people who are at random intersections also surviving because if they can survive the society that we have in place that does not want any of us to thrive, then they would right. do just as fine as the rest of us in this kind of an environment. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I feel like our homework before next episode then is to track down and find out if Mustafa Alabzi is actually a disabled actor or if we've got one of those bad pieces of representation happening. I always hate when that happens. I really, really hope that they are at least partially deaf um mm-hmm. i can make that thing in my brain good i'm not it's my community so right. i don't feel good saying that's fine for everybody but for <laughs> me <laughs> i can sleep better at night if i'm just like at least <laughs> at least there was some thought put into it mm-hmm. yeah 
No, I mean, there's a lot of tantalizing little tidbits in here. Like, I don't think that this is an amazing show right off the gate. You know, I think that there's, I don't want to say substantial problems, but there's a lot of characters. We don't know much about them. I think it's leaning a little bit more into novelty in terms of the way the story is being told uh, that I'm curious to see if we can bring that more in line with characters. But overall... I think that there's a lot of interesting pieces that I'm excited to see what happens when we get into the show proper. Same. I, I'm i into it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I have some concerns. Um, okay. <laughs> and it does, it feels like the first part of a two-parter, like back in the olden times when it was right. all broadcast TV, it would have been like a two-part episode and then we get to the rest of the series. And so I'm excited to see... If that holds or if like this is just the chaos and we're we're going to do this the whole season. I'm not mad at that either. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, there was enough here that when it ended very abruptly as we're just like, oh, some people got in the van and other people are just walking, but we're making our way to a destination, a.k.a. the stadium. I thought, yeah, I, I want to hit play right now on episode two. Yes. And that's all I can ask for. If I want to hit play on the next episode, we're going to get along. It's when I don't want to hit play on the next episode that we have a right. problem. <laughs> <laughs> See, also us in the back half of you season four and three. <laughs> Had we not been actively recording, I would have been like, let's pick another show, Joe. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me just hit pause and watch anything else. <laughs> anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So predictions for next episode i think we're gonna have to thin the cast and maybe not the principals but i'm worried about son and like the guy who saved barbara okay because this is the zombie apocalypse we have to kill somebody else to let us know it's serious right Mm. see i think we're still so new that what we're going to do is introduce a couple of red shirt body bags you know like hey can i also join because i've been hiding in this house next to where you're walking by oh i'm dead (laughs) the neighbors on from season two is what you're saying (laughs) a little bit a little bit Yeah, I'll be curious. I mean, we're coming off of From, and that was a show that was never afraid to kill characters, admittedly more so in season one than season two. But it does often feel like, oh, we shouldn't judge other shows based on that model because most shows are very afraid to kill their cast. Which upsets me because I love a good, I thought so-and-so was the star and now he's Mm -hmm. dead. I just watched his head roll across the screen. Where are we going from here? (laughs) Like we open and Jamie King just dies in episode two. Right? Holding her daughter. And it's just like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. But it should. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want at least one more episode with all of these characters. I do think... Episode two is going to be divided across two groups because we need to get these people talking to one another. And that's how we're going to find out more about them. And that'll give us, I think, a better sense of how the show is going to handle things moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i just really, 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 really hoping we get more time with Ryan because I think that on the surface, people are going to be like, oh, he's dispensable. He doesn't have any reason to be here. Mm-hmm. And I, I love when people underestimate people who are going to thrive. And I feel good about Ryan. And maybe I just curse that character. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he he's here for the distance this season, at least. 
I think so too. Yeah, I predict we might lose one of these main people by the end of the season, but I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, which again, I have mixed feels about because I like get it people out of there. Mm-hmm. That's how I live my life. <laughs> but <laughs> not Ryan yet. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> we are prioritizing and we would like Ryan to stay at the top of the list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save him with my ver- vote on the circle. And <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have any other insights. I did. I realize we haven't talked about it up until now, but I don't think either one of us have anything to say about it. But this is apparently a spinoff of a five season show called Z Nation, which is another zombie outbreak show. But that takes place like three years afterwards. And I think this is taking place in the early days. So I'll be curious to know if at any point characters from that show show up and we're supposed to recognize them but we don't because we didn't watch it i always meant to and now i'm kind of happy i didn't because when this is over if that show hole is deep i can just be like let me go see what i missed Mm -hmm. (laughs) well it was funny because i was gonna say oh my god it's a direct connection to from because harold perrineau is in that show but then i looked it up and he's in the first episode <laughs> give him the whole series or give him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap up Black Summer episode one, Human Flow. Sheree, if people want to talk about how Ryan must be protected at all costs, how would they get in touch? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter. How would they find you, Joe? I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, if you want to get both of us, you should reach out to at you should underscore watch. And we'll also thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for welcoming back You Should Watch for another round season. I don't know, whatever we're calling this. Gentle plea to folks. This is the first show that we've covered that is not new. So if you have watched it, Please do not spoil it for us if you reach out. <laughs> we would like to be surprised. Listen, let us live in our 20, what, 16 era? <laughs> I'm sorry, We're living in the past. <laughs> it was 2019, my bad. There we go. There's before 2020 and there's after 2020 in my brain. And so. Right. Yes. <laughs> let us live in the pre pandemic era, please. Right? People were going outside. Um, <laughs> we had hopes. Like, let us, let us stay here. Let us live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until we come back for episode two, I guess we will say, yeah, you know what? Let us live. Just let us live. <laughs> I love that. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.